Welcome back to the St Edward's School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we're talking D of E, Duke of Edinburgh, with the Duke of Edinburgh manager at the school, Adam Keelock. That means that in this episode, we're going to hear just what D of E is, how it works in the school, how the parents often go through a bit of a learning curve as well as the pupils, and we get to hear what Adam thinks about the so-called snowflake generation. And you can imagine how he feels about that with St Edward's children. So let's not waste any more time, but instead come with me as we speak right now to Duke of Edinburgh manager, Adam Keelock. Adam, thanks for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. It's a very busy Thursday as usual at school with CCF Parade this evening. And then also we've got a lot of students in current year 10 and 11 finishing off last year's D of E. So it's very much uh, the final steps for them. And at the end of this month, we're launching this academic year's D of E intake. So uh, it's a it's always busy for me at school. Always very busy. Awesome. Well, it's really good to hear you mention D of E because clearly we're going to be unpacking lots of that on this episode. But I'd love to know, Adam, a little bit more about yourself, you know, where you went to school, uh, what your own experience of school life was like, whether it was positive or whether it was negative. How did you find it? So I went to a very small primary school in Worcester called uh, Red Hill. Absolutely loved primary school, a very sports orientated school, very strict Welsh headmaster. So we, we got lots of rugby. And then for high school, I went to Nunnerywood High School, which is in uh, Worcester, one of the main high schools. Absolutely loved school. Got heavily involved in rugby there. And then after high school, I went to the local sixth form college and did sports science alongside being a member of the Worcester Rugby Academy. Okay. I got offered a contract there rather Mm -hmm. than going into the army. I had to make a choice between the rugby and army and I decided Mm -hmm. to go for rugby instead. And yeah, it was good, good time, good, good times through, through my educational years, really enjoyed it and enjoyed it so much that I went into teaching instruction role with the army and then obviously I'm where I am now at the school I think I've got the best job in the school by far (laughs) that's really good to hear so let's talk about how you ended up then at St Edward's I mean what were the steps between those times that you're talking about and you where you are now here in November 2021 so after after A levels and playing rugby for a few years I spent uh, I'd say at least two years in the States coaching sport, mainly along the East Coast. Then obviously I've done all the usual types of jobs you do in like your early 20s, some bar work, restaurant work, a bit of sales. So I always did those jobs alongside what I did as a hobby, which was outdoor education, instruction, working with the uh, army cadets, things like that. And Whilst I was working within the hospitality industry, the army cadet unit I was uh, helping with started a new unit in Mm -hmm. Birmingham at a school uh, and they asked me to work there part time. So that's how I got my foot in the door, as it were, within teaching the the things I do in an educational setting Mm. because it's uh, very few and far between Uh, people who do my job role at the school. There's only a couple of hundred of us in the country. Mm -hmm. And then whilst I was there, the, the post was advertised for here, for St. Edward's. I applied, had the longest and hardest interview of my entire life. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, 
multiple interview panels, interviews of students, teaching lessons, uh, interviews of uh, senior management board. It was a, a quite a complicated, long process, mm. uh, given the nature of the things I, I teach at the school. Mm. Uh, and I've been here now, uh, it feels like five minutes, mm. but I think I'm I'm on my eighth or ninth academic year. It's gone Thanks. really quick. Wow. Really, wow. really quick. Well, it's reassuring to hear that the recruitment and selection process is, is thorough like that. It clearly means that they're making sure they're recruiting the right people for the school. But we're going to be talking about the uh, about D of E, about Duke of Edinburgh. So uh, let's just imagine for a moment that I'm a parent. I've heard of D of E, but I know nothing at all about it. Maybe I've only ever heard other parents talking about it. And maybe actually I'm feeling a little bit like a fish out of water when it comes to talking about it, because I really don't know what it is. In a nutshell, can you just explain what D of E is and how it works in school? So you're correct in, in your opening statement. Everyone's heard of D of E. And not many people know the ins and outs of it and uh, actually how challenging it is for, for the students. Mm. So DV essentially is broken down into three levels, bronze, silver and gold. The majority of providers of DV are now what's known as a direct license organisation. Okay. So rather than the local council or educational authority running DV on behalf of DV the charity it's run at schools individually and they have complete control over it so within St Edwards uh, we are very fortunate that we can provide all three levels of the award to the students whilst they're at school whereas a lot of schools only tend to concentrate on the bronze or silver okay levels of the award so students in year nine start bronze and then in year 10, they move up to the Silver Award. And then normally they take a break during year 11 from DAV so they can concentrate on their GCSEs. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in sixth form, they can start their gold. However, they can do gold during year 11 if they wish. But that mm. is uh, heavily dependent on parental input because of the workload that the students have. And making sure it doesn't conflict with GCSEs, I presume? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because uh, there, there is, once you start getting up to uh, the gold level, it's quite a considerable commitment with the, the amount of hours that you have to put in. And if you're doing that alongside GCSE studies, yeah. revision, mocks, and then actual assessments and mm. coursework and <laughs> a whole host of other things, it does, it does take up quite a lot of time. The ideal path is bronze at year nine, silver at year 10, and then gold in sixth form. Okay, understood. So let's just jump back then to year nine for a moment and let's unpack the, the whole bronze bronze level. Sorry, did you call it level, by the way, Adam? I refer to it as the bronze level. It, you can refer to it as bronze level or just bronze or bron bronze award. Okay, all um, right. We, we can call it that. So with, within, within bronze and silver, it's the, the format is exactly the same. There are four sections that the students have to complete. That is uh, volunteering, skill, physical and expedition mm -hmm. they're exactly the same the only difference between bronze and silver is the time that mm -hmm. they spend on them so when you step up to silver you spend longer on them okay so with the three main sections uh, the volunteering skill and physical at bronze level the students spend three months on each of those the, the equivalent of one hour per week so it's not too labor intensive okay, for them right and then they then have to choose an additional section 
out of the three, the volunteering skill and physical, to add three more months onto it. The majority of the students at St Edward's either add the additional three months to their skill or their physical section because we can provide the certain requirements for that at school quite easily. So an example of a task they would complete in those sections, uh, so for example with their skill, that's the hardest section for the students to complete because a lot of our students are quite sport orientated so they would naturally think, oh I'm going to practice my backhand skill. Mm -hmm. But within DAV, the the slight complex area is within skill you can't perform a physical activity mm-hmm. it's it's more of photography use of watercolors music things like that you can't perform a physical activity if that makes sense right that's okay. that's the one bit everyone does really find quite complicated with skill within physical it's any any personal goal they have so a student might want to improve their basic fitness they Mm -hmm. might want to practice and improve their downhill mountain bike capability it's Mm. anything they want to do as long as it fits within the guidelines of it being a physical activity for physical Mm -hmm. a skill for skill and then volunteering section is about the individual giving their own free time to help and benefit others so that might be assisting a internal school club Mm-hmm. Uh, assisting the younger years or it might be going over to our prep school helping with a club or they might decide to help their local community people within the area that they live with shopping or litter picking within the community a- any any good samaritan volunteer type task and then once the students have completed the the prerequisite time for each of those three sections they then do a small report mm-hmm. on it and that's the three main sections done. Then it's over to my main responsibility, which is the provision of the expedition. And at Bronze, we carry out a walking expedition. Mm-hmm. At right. the other levels, we can do other options. So things like canoeing, paddleboarding, horseback, mountain biking, all sorts of things like that. So that it is very much down to the student to design their own experience within mm. DV. that's what makes it so unique and so appealing to the students because they can cater it to what interests them mm. or likewise they can oh i want to embrace something new and learn about stamp collecting or mm. computer mm. science something like that and they can expand into it that's really interesting because I imagine that, rightly or wrongly, when people that don't know what D of E is, when they sort of picture it, when they try to imagine it, they sort of imagine students hiking across Brecon Beacons and kind of presume that yeah. that's the majority of what D of E is. But it's interesting that you mentioned that the three main sections are the volunteering, the skill and the physical. That is correct. When you speak to people about D of E, they automatically assume, oh, that it's that thing you do when you go camping or walking mm. and you get wet and miserable for a week. <laughs> Yes, there is a camp- camping element into it, but the main goal of DV with the charity and with myself is to provide the students with mem- good memories, mm-hmm. learn a new skill set, and also what I refer to the parents as the, the soft skills. Mm-hmm. So obviously within their academic lessons, they, they learn the valuable academic qualities for their CV and UCAS application and general 
adult life, I provide them with what I call the employer or employable soft skills. So mm. things like teamwork, self-reliance, communication, adaptability, resilience, things that when they go to an interview, they can shine and show off their academic capabilities and then show how they can also use these unique skills they've learned in DV to benefit those around them. Adam, talk to me a little bit more about this. What are the different ways that students are developed positively from doing something like DV? So key, a key personal trait I like to instill in the students is effective communication and teamwork and above all self-reliance. Obviously, historically within a normal academic subject, the, the things they learn are provided for them. They the information is is more or less one way that the teacher gives them the the education and they assimilate it and then obviously provide the work. Hmm. With DV, I give the basic parameters of what they need to do to meet the requirements and it's up to them to then tailor make what they want to do to suit those parameters. Mm-hmm. So if a student struggles with things like self-reliance and communication dv Mm. is really good because parents naturally want to do as much as they can for their son or daughter to help them in their school life and get through what they're doing i i do openly say to the parents no it's not your dv it's the students dv Mm. they need to come to me with the problems questions so it, it does take the majority of the students through their bronze to get used to the way of working hmm. but once we get up to the silver and gold levels it, it's literally the only interaction i have with the parents is a signature on a form hmm. and it's the students day in day out coming to me so it helps develop that self-reliance rather than waiting on the teacher to chase them for something or parents saying have you done this this and this that it's very much a focus on the students developing that self-reliance to get them ready for more complex tasks in life like Mm. when they go to uni meeting deadlines or if they go into um, a high-pressured work environment that they know they need to meet the deadlines the criterias etc etc so it sounds to me like the parents go through a bit of learning certainly at the start of dv as well as the children is that right Oh yeah, the the majority yeah they definitely do. The majority <laughs> of the questions I get is is from the parents because they sometimes struggle with the understanding of the the unique rules around around DV. Okay. So, for example, especially with the skill section, I recall a few years ago I had a, a student doing she she came to the school late. She was a late entry at sixth form mm-hmm. and decided to take part in her gold. A very capable ballet dancer, I think like grade seven eight so Mm -hmm. really really good at her her ballet and she wanted to practice going on point so up onto her tiptoes for Mm -hmm. her skill Mm -hmm. but the conversation with the parents trying to explain that's a physical activity so she can't use that for her skill so sometimes some parents do find it a a little bit difficult to um, understand the um, ins and outs of dv but ultimately when i return the students at the end of the expedition tired smelly hungry and they've had a brilliant time parents are hugely appreciative of everything the school do and i provide for the dv and you and you see the students grow hugely from the bronze to the silver Mm. then up to gold 
because at Silver and Gold, I offer more complex expeditions, canoeing. So for example, or in normal times, every other year we uh, go to Canada and do mm-hmm. a, a three-week canoe expedition. And that literally is in the middle of nowhere. You see no one else for the entire time and live, living off the land, uh, proper wilderness, Ramiers, bushcraft style stuff, sleeping in <laughs> hammocks, cooking on open fires, sourcing your own water, purifying your own water. So it is, it is proper proper bushcraft style expedition, which is phenomenal. And I, I lasted one of those a couple of years ago, obviously because of the various COVID restrictions, but I still, still get the parents and students talking about it to this day when I see them and they come back for a catch up uh, on various bits and pieces. It's so good to hear this and very reassuring in many ways because we often hear in the media don't we about how the youth of today are the snowflake generation. Tell me what you see in the students at St Edward's that flies in the face of what the media tells us. The first thing that struck me when I joined St Edward's was the community family spirit of the school everyone knows everyone right from head boy and head girl down to the newest year sevens that everyone pitches in and helps each other mm-hmm. and the students who tend to go on to the the silver and gold levels they automatically choose to help a lot of the bronze students with ideas on what they can use for their sections willingness to help me on the various expeditions and the training so it is very much that team spirit that mm. is a, a good a good trait that DV instills and mm. the students particularly like to rise to the challenge mm-hmm. that there, there is the shock of capture at bronze especially on the expedition that yes you have to carry all of your food and clothing and everything mm. for the next mm. few days and it's oh this is quite physically challenging <laughs> but at the end of it they they really do enjoy it and there's nothing nothing tests teamwork like trying to put up a wet tent in gale force wind <laughs> and there's always a few arguments and a few tears but they always stick together i've always found the the students that go through the cycle of doing all three levels so for example my current gold group in year 13 the boys have done their bronze silver and gold all together in the same group hmm. They, they tend to stick and you see how certain students slot into certain certain areas, those that lead the navigation element, those that are sort of like the campsite expert and get everyone sorted with all their personal administration. And also, um, especially with students, when they get up to the gold level, they like the physical challenge, mm-hmm. especially with a, a canoeing expedition. The one I recently ran in the summer holidays just gone, we did the Riverwide Challenge, which oh, yeah. is we covered uh, 90, I think it was 91 miles in four days. Wow. Canoeing Gosh. along the Riverwide. Wow. Yeah, so it's, uh, it, and also it was, it was in mid, mid-June when there was that heat wave. Mm. So it was, it was tough going, hot mm. all during the day. And then you get into a, tent at night when it's still like 31 degrees and it's Mm. like a sauna Mm. so yeah it is parents would be very surprised if they came on an expedition Mm. uh, of any level uh, how physically challenging it is Mm. and how organized the students have to be because they have to be completely self-sufficient the only things Mm. i provide other than obviously safety supervision is 
is first aid supervision if they need it and water. Mm. The rest, the cooking, their organisation, getting up, the route they take, everything is all down to them. Amazing. That sounds fantastic. And I imagine that their sense of achievement once they finish all of that must be super high as well. Oh, yes. They they do have a bit of a celebration at the end. And Mm. the last day always consists of what's their first meal when they get home <laughs> because they they've not not many students can cook for themselves mm. so mm. on the pre-training one of the first first lessons they get off me is this is what boiling water looks like mm. because I, I i have had several occasions where students don't even know how to boil water right or they 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 decide, oh, we're going to cook pasta because everyone likes pasta and it's easy to do. It's mm. lightweight to carry and they overfill their cooking pots and they do it with cold water. Mm. And um, it's 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 really interesting to see how a simple 30-second lesson with them of how about you try it like this mm. and it revolutionises their whole expedition. Yeah. And rather than it taking them two, three hours to cook a meal for five six people they're done and dusted in 45 minutes and mm. it's it's really good we need to bring this to a close in a minute but if anyone's heard anything and they wanted to get in touch maybe from anything that you've said what's the best way for them to reach out and connect with you so for any student and parent just to remind them dv starts in year nine and that's the bronze level year 10 is silver and ideally gold in sixth form however if a student has missed the start of dv so for example they they've arrived at the school in year 11 or sixth form they can go what in what's called direct entry they just need to spend a little bit more time on their dov the mm-hmm. best way to get hold of me is uh, via my email address which is a.keylock at stedwards.co.uk or my landline number is 01242 388304 also we have our parent information and presentation evening coming up later on this month and letters have been emailed out to parents about that as well and there's a a registration link for that awesome within the letter but adam thank you for being here thanks for opening up this world of dav to all of us and explaining how it all works at st edwards thank you for your time thank you so that was duke of edinburgh manager adam keelock talking about exactly how it all works at st edwards thank you adam for coming on to this episode of the school podcast as he said, if you want to get in touch with him, just email a.keylock at stedwards.co.uk or you can call him on 01242 388304 and he will be absolutely happy to answer your questions. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you can stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>